0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, here with the only two twins that are ready for Part 2 of Week 7. Part let's duh. get it. Look, we got eight games to get to, so Dude. let's get to them. Let's yep. get it started. Right? Huh? When? Where? Why? How? Who? What? Who? When? How, and when? Why? Now. now. Duh. Those stories and margins. <laughs> Stay with us. That's Thanks the headline that. drop. <laughs> Welcome back to the Broto Fantasy Football podcast presented by brotofantasy.com. I'm your host Tim Petrop with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. So we are here for week 2. The headline drop is what if you don't know already we have an episode on Monday, right? That's where the headline drop is from. So uh, our Monday preview uh, review episodes. That's probably my favorite uh, episode to do, maybe of all time ever. Uh, I love those I love those recap episodes. They're so fun. Um, but yeah, let's get right into our next game. The next game that we have to go on is the Jags at the Bengals. An over-under a 43.5. Three-and-a-half point favorites are the Jags. I want to start with Joe Mixon, because you guys hate Joe Mixon, and I got a stat that's going to make you hate Joe Mixon even more. Joe Mixon has faced eight men in the box the least times of any Running back this season, just so you know, he's not the number one running back in the league either. He has 3.4 yards per carry. So with that being said, Bengals playing the Jaguars, the the Jaguars have been very beatable on the ground. We saw p- uh, players go for big games against them so far this year. So is this the game where Joe Mixon finally shows us something? Why? Yeah. You think so?
1: No. No, I agree with you. Yeah. Oh. Why? <laughs> I mean, you. this is the exact reason why we faded uh, Joe Mixon all offseason, man. It was the fact that, one, he's been entirely overrated his whole career by basically everyone except this crew, this trio right here. Two, the offensive line is absolutely a travesty and nothing
0: showed otherwise. You know they're bad when John Jerry is your best offensive lineman.
1: Yeah, and now it's just... All of that is just coming down, crashing into this one cohesive, bad year for Joe Mixon. Also, numbers are skewed. Like, what what we should do is create a stat system for fantasy that just gets rid of the bottom and the top score for everyone. Because this has the McCaffrey and Bonifin game in it. Like, when we look at Jags' rushing numbers, subtract that. And they've been pretty good against the run. Yeah. Uh, Kamara didn't do much. I know he's injured. Murray didn't do that much. Lindsey and Freeman didn't do much. Derrick Henry didn't do much. We expect Joe Mixon to do something. And this is why you were saying how the Monday episode is your favorite episode. This is why I had Joe Mixon on my stock down after he had a good game against Arizona. Because against Arizona, he put up 11.5 PPR fantasy points. And that was the week he was supposed to actually have a solid game. And he still had a bleh fantasy game. I would have sold him right then, right after people saw, oh, maybe he's coming back to life. Because after last week, nobody wants Joe Mixon. And he gets Jacksonville and the Rams a bye week. He doesn't really have any easy games coming up at all besides Miami and t- the championship week. But if you
0: have Joe Mixon, I highly doubt you get the week, six, week 16.
1: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Who's your second output? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, I, hard to agree uh, disagree with you guys. The Jags also, I think they're going to be a little bit inspired. They just traded away Jalen Ramsey, who, as you know, was the kind of the heart and soul of that defense. But he... Definitely did not make team first moves in his latest uh ouchies my back and now I'm on the Rams and my back feels better. <laughs> what a coincidence. I'm gonna have what a, a I'm gonna have did, a kid, even a though I didn't impregnate did. anyone. Like I mean uh, or maybe he did. I don't know. But you know Did th- he have a kid? That'd be crazy. Maybe I don't know if he, I don't know if he didn't have a kid or not. Oh, but he was supposed out. to go on, on paternity, paternity leave and leave. he never did. Um <laughs> but anyway, let's go to the pass catching options. Wild. <laughs> Auden Taint. 32% target share last week. Yeah, tell me about it. I'm apparently the only Auden tape believer on earth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I've been saying since John Ross went down that he's a good start. 10 targets, 6 targets, 6 targets, 11 targets, 9 yeah. points. 32% is a lot of percent. Standard. Uh, 10 and 12 in the last two weeks. 10 in week 3. Th- three games over double digits. And I know he's at the precipice of double digits, but he's still there. Yeah. Now he's facing Jacksonville. No Jalen Ramsey. They've been bad against the pass. Boye likely. Uh, Boye likely out. It's just him and... Right? You're, you're gonna say? No, I wasn't going to say likely out. Say likely guarding. Likely on Boyd. Tyler Boyd. I was going to say. I was like, hold on. Boye's out. I, was, I forgot Tyler Boyd's name for half Boye a second. Boye likely on Boyd. I'm firing up on Tita. I have him as wide receiver 28 this week. Let's talk about Tyler Boyd 28, because... 28,
0: wow. There's a lot of buys, man. I have
1: him at 33, so... I'm there with you.
0: Let's talk about Tyler Boyd because we did see Tyler Boyd get shut down by Marlon Humphrey last week. Um, in a game where we thought he could have a good game and in a game where we didn't think he would be shadowed because he plays out of the slot a lot. Do you think Boye is going to shadow him in this one? Slot a lot. Maybe
1: uh all reports the reason why we liked Tyler Boyd last week is that all reports is that Marlon Humphrey was going to stay on the outside and wouldn't shadow Tyler Boyd and that, that he wa- did. That were the and reports. Then, so you
0: can but you can't you can't Believe My everything. lovely Marlin humps. Yeah, I mean, check you it out. <laughs> you can't believe all these reports, though. Yeah,
1: it sucks. But who knows with AJ Boye? But even so, AJ Boye really hasn't been superb at all by any means. Uh, ever since that one year where Ramsey and Boye were both studs, they both got, well Ramsey not so much. Boye hasn't really been up to that level, and. uh I like Tyler Boyd this week against Jacksonville. He's my wide receiver 17. I think he bounces back. Even in his super down game last week, he still had seven targets. So, I mean, I, I like Tyler Boyd to, to come back to wide receiver two status
0: this week. Um, let's talk about Andy Dalton. Any love for Mr. the Red Rocket?
1: Not against Jacksonville. He nah, could do no yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not no way. No, nah, no thanks. But Joe Flacco put up 23 against them, so...
0: That's true. And, you know, they are missing their best corner. There is something... Well, no longer missing. They just don't own a best corner anymore. Right. He's missing. He's on the Rams now. Um, But, you you know, you have to... You have to consider, like, we saw what happened to the Jets' defense when Darrell Revis leaves. We saw what happened to the Patriots' defense when they don't have a number one quarterback. Um, if, if the Patriots are susceptible, anyone is. And you have to wonder what this Jacksonville defense is going forward. Are they the Jacksonville defense, that daunted defense that we've been talking about for the last four years anymore? Probably not. Probably not. Although, Calais Campbell's still a beast.
1: That doesn't mean their whole
0: team is bad. Right. I'm just saying. Uh, let's go over to the Jacksonville side on offense. Uh, unless Tyler Eifert. No. No. no, no. no. All right. Nah, no. Nah, 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 nah. Um, let's go over to the Jacksonville side on offense. Gardner Minshew is an interesting quarterback stream this week against a very, very bad Cincinnati team. Um, how do you guys feel about Gardner Minshew?
1: I'm diving right back into Minshew mania this week. Ooh, the mustache is real. <coughs> Similar to Jared Goff. Uh. You really can't get him and Golf, you can't really this was just drawn up perfectly for them to bounce back. Uh, golf against Atlanta and Minshew against Cincinnati. You can't really ask for a better for better matchup. So I'm okay with streaming Minshew again this week against Cincy. Yeah. Uh before last week his least points in a game were sixteen. Uh well, always in the sixteen to twenty one range. I don't see why that wouldn't be the case against Cincinnati. So if you're looking for a safe eighteen point performance Minshew will likely get you that. All right. Jason so. hates Percet, but likes Minshew. And they've basically been the same guy. <laughs> I don't like Minshew. <laughs> I just think this week against Cincinnati, I have him quarterback 13. This is a good matchup for him. Um, I'm but, not going to suggest Minshew again.
0: What about him. DJ Chark? DJ Chark. DJ Chark. Let's go to his. Look. He's been one of the best wide receivers in the league. He's got that elite 20 <laughs> number. Um, whenever you have a wide receiver that gets 20% of the market share for their team, that's elite status. That's what you're looking for, 20%. Uh, there is very rare. And DJ Chark is getting that under Gardner Minshew. Um, he's been an elite wide receiver getting the call against Drake Patrick, who has not been. Kirkpatrick's uh, out. Oh, that's right. Yep. He's out, so it'll probably Both be William. starting. William Jackson's out. William, William Jackson's, Jackson's out too. Yo, pro football focus. You're slacking, pro football. Cincinnati focus.
1: defense is an absolute mess this week. It's an absolute Start mess. Start your Jaguars. I'm starting Didi. That's I'm starting like Chark. Minshew. I'm starting Fournette, and I'm charting Minch I have DJ at wide receiver nine. I have my wide receiver eleven.
0: I can't blame either of you. I'm, I'm I have to be on the same board. I'm playing Fournette
1: in our main league this week. I got digged. Last week I got Fuller. The week before I'm gonna get
0: Fournette. This week (laughs) it's gonna suck. Um, you said you're already starting uh, Westbrook. You're starting Chark. You're starting Minshew. Um, any love for Chris Conley and Jeff Swain? Maybe. No. 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 All right. So let's go on to our next game. Fournette obviously start high end RB one this week. Oh, we didn't even talk about Fournette. So let's. I mean, yeah, high end RB one.
1: Cincinnati has been the worst team in the league. Against running back,
0: I mean, Fournette. The biggest knock on him coming into the season was that he wasn't involved in the passing game at all, and now he's been one of the best receiving backs in the league.
1: The Bengals have given up ten top twenty-four running back performances. It's it's week seven. Like backup running backs have been top twenty-four running backs three times already against them. Oof!
0: Oh man, Leonard Fournette's gonna Fournette you. I'm gonna get for you. You're gonna get, fournetted, bro. gonna get for netted, bro. Get Sorry, man. Uh, let's go over to our next one: the Cardinals at the Giants and over under of 50 in Vegas. The Giants they love the rookie QBs. Yeah, that not bad. The Giants three point favorites. under. No. At home, I'd, I'd say so. Yeah, I would take the under in that game. Although I never bet unders because who likes rooting for the unders? No one likes rooting for unders. Um, excuse me. Uh, let's go over to the Cardinals side first. <laughs> Because Kyler Murray has made himself into a QB one using his legs, another week of excellent production on the ground. How do you feel like, uh, for? How do you feel about him against a very bad giant secondary?
1: I'm gonna just say I have my uh, quarterback
0: six. Now Whoa! I'm, gonna my, I'm gonna let Michael take it over. Quarterback six, Jesus. I have I my, my QB three. Three. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Holy shit.
1: What's not to like about Kyler Murray this week? I mean, he's coming off of back-to-back weeks where he put up 25 and 29, at least 10 rush attempts in each game for the first time ever. Uh, Three touchdowns last week against Atlanta. We were talking about how he was the least efficient quarterback on the other side, on the defensive, on the other side of the, past the 50-yard line. Jeez. In the opponent's territory is what I'm trying to say. He was the least efficient getting into the end zone last week. It finally came to fruition for him. Three touchdowns. Against the Giants, who have been just struggling mightily against every single position, fantasy-wise, and in real life. it's Everything is just set up for Kyler Murray to, again, put up 25-plus points. And I think he has a floor of 20 points this week and a ceiling of 30-plus.
0: Uh, let's go to his number one receiver, Christian Kirk. Um, like Fitzgerald. Well... In terms of targets, it's Christian Kirk when he plays. Uh, limited last week in practice, limited against this, this week in practice. And you expect that if he was limited that he could have a chance to play this week. Instead, Kingsbury told reporters on Wednesday he's got to be 100% to play. Doesn't look like he's on pace to play in this game. So with that being said, without him in, it has been it is unfortunate because this is a matchup where I would be comfortable plugging him in right away, obviously. At the
1: moment, I have him. High up in my rankings, wide receiver twenty four or something
0: like that. He it doesn't look like he's gonna. He might still play, but Kingsbury said that he's gonna be. He's gonna have to be number one. But with that being said, hundred percent. Um, Larry Fitzgerald still out there. Keyshawn Johnson is a guy that's gotten some some love. Um, pfft, Trent Sherfield, like that. Who who besides Larry Fitzgerald, who can you trust, and how much do you trust Larry Fitzgerald, Jason? David Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson's been their number one receiver. I mean,
1: Kyler Murray's averaging 40 pass attempts a game. And a quarter of them are going to Larry Fitzgerald, essentially. Um, so even though he's disappointed, he's going to have to find the end zone eventually. He's going to have to accrue some yak eventually. You hope, at least. But if you're in
0: half PPR, full PPR, you've got to keep throwing him out there. This matchup, especially. Yeah. It's too damn tasty. If you have Larry Fitzgerald and you've been starting him, if you decide to sit him this week, then that's just dumb. Yeah. this is the This is the week that you have him for. Uh, what about what about David Johnson? Let's talk about David Johnson and Chase Edmonds, because Chase Edmonds was a fantasy viable player too. for the who second week in a row.
1: Yeah, When you got two running backs who were doing it.
0: Yeah, David Johnson is literally—he hasn't been great on the ground, but he's been literally a wide receiver one.
1: Yeah. I mean, DJ and Chase Edmonds, again, can't ask for a better matchup for those guys than the Giants as well. So I like DJ as a high-end RB1 option, and I— don't hate Chase Edmonds as a flex option.
0: It's it's tough because you're going to have to have a big shot with Chase Edmonds because he still only touched the ball eight times last game.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, if you're in a bye week crunch, you could do worse than put him in your
0: flex. That's true. Yeah. Uh, you could do worse. There's,
1: You're not excited about it. But against the Giants, he's been getting work. You can get lucky.
0: Let's go over to the Giants side of the ball here. Um Again, Patrick Peterson back for the first time this week after serving some time um, for, for suspension. <laughs> Look, that's what in he jail. does. So he served, yeah, like jail, yeah. he served time for drugs. He served time for drugs, which is true. <laughs> um, Patrick Peterson, six weeks out, back for the first time this week. Um, so with that being said... You're probably not starting an outside receiver for the Giants anyway. Darius Slayton and Cody Latimer are set to start this week. You're probably not starting neither of those guys. But Golden Tate coming off a great game in a game where they'll probably have a lot of chances to pass the ball. I like me some Golden Tate against Arizona. I think he's a very
1: solid wide receiver three. I don't love the season long outlook for Tate. Both Shepard out and Arizona being the opponent where quarterbacks not named Washington (laughs) <laughs> Not the Washington quarterbacks have put up at least twenty points a game against Arizona. I like Daniel Jones as a back in QB one.
0: I like Evan Ingram and Golden Tate and it's
1: a great game for Saquon Barkley to come back too.
0: Yeah, uh, Evan Ingram another great game for him to come back. The Cardinals obviously have been dead last against the tight end. We've. Talked about this numerous times. If you have a player against, if you have a tight end against the Cardinals, congratulations, you have the best tight end in the week. Evan Ingram coming back from injury should be playing this week, which is great news because a lot of fantasy owners thought they were going to lose Ingram for multiple weeks. Um, He's coming back. He's he might be my number one tight end on the week. I have him just behind Kelsey and Kittle um, because
1: I both I think both those guys are in for big weeks. But I agree that Evan Ingram is also in for a big week against Arizona because Arizona is absolutely atrocious against the tight end. And that trend continued yet again last week with Austin Hooper going over 100 and a touchdown. So, yeah, you got to love the fact that Evan Ingram, he practiced today. You got to love the fact that he, he's looking like he's
0: ready to go again.
1: I mean, Greg Olson, who's looking like he should be sitting on a couch retired, put up 22 points against Arizona.
0: Yeah. I mean, start your tight ends against Arizona. There's really not much more to say than that. What about Daniel Jones? In a matchup, well, he'll, he will be running a lot. I mean, sorry, he'll be passing a lot. Excuse me. He'll be running, too. How do you feel about him? I have a quarterback 13. So you think he's a streamable option this week? 100%. Yeah. Same mm-hmm. spot
1: as Jason. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> against Arizona, you're going to run a lot of plays. Speaking of running, <laughs> more opportunities
0: for his legs as well. Guys, I think this is the week. I think this is the week Saquon got park Saquon, Saquon work. He's practicing in full practicing in full is music to my ears. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, He's back, and he has a game where he is against a defense that has been completely shredded up, um, particularly against the pass catcher out of the backfield. Um, Second to last in DVOA against a running back out of the backfield. That's where Barkley excels. He's a great pass catcher. So with that being said, Saquon Barkley owners who all needed Saquon and who all was waiting for Saquon to come back, He'll probably come back with a vengeance.
1: really wasn't that bad either. Because if you got Goldman, he killed it for one week. Eh. For one week, he killed it.
0: One week he killed it. One week, he completely fucked you with a with an injury. You probably started him that week, Pro too. Definitely started him that week. Yes. And then he w- didn't play the third week. Yes, that's two weeks. And But you dropped 50% of your fab that's on him. That's two
1: weeks of no Barkley, basically. And we, on a four- and, to eight-week
0: timetable. Don't give me the no, shit. No, and minus 50% of your fab, though. Do. You can't just act like your fab didn't go away.
1: 50% though. I guess.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's we saw... Best case
1: scenario. Would you trade 50% of your fab for Barkley to come back after three weeks instead
0: of eight? That's a stupid question. Fuck yeah, question. you That's would. a stupid question. All right, then. Uh, that's, a, that's a ridiculous question. All right. The question is, what did you give up with Barkley coming out? you gave up two games without Barkley? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Barkley raw. Broccoli oh, my raw. God.
0: I'm tired. This is the part where we get... <laughs> Uh, this is what our 10th game This is the part we get a little delirious Alright let's move on to our next game Dolphins at the Bills Guys You said broccoli dude Guys guess what the, the <laughs> Guess what the spread is Dolphins at Bills
1: Hold on um, Dolphins at Bills 12. I want to say Bills
0: <laughs> minus 10 and a half Jason
1: Oh no Bills minus 17
0: 17 dude yeah, it. Over under is 40 What's wow. the implied total for the Bills then Wait 40's high I mean 40. the Dolphins What's the implied total? So there... Is it three? No.
1: No, not three. No. Like 10. 10. Like 11. 11. Like
0: 28-11. Yeah. They, 11 wow. is the implied total for the Dolphins. Okay. 28 and a half, 11 and a half. Uh, You know, look... I know Brian Flores is the first-year coach, and I know he has the worst roster in the NFL. But shit like what he's doing now is the shit that makes me as an owner want to fire you. Where you come out and say Josh Rosen is our guy for the rest of the year, and then you bench him at halftime, Fitzmagic comes back and throws... Yes, he throws a touchdown against the worst, one of the worst teams in the league, and then but then he doesn't convert, and now he's your starter again after declaring that Josh Rosen was your starter. That's how you lose teams. That's how you lose games. That's how you lose momentum. That's just how you lose. Yes, it's it pisses me off if I'm the owner. But with that being said, with Fitzmagic back under center, for one, Josh Rosen should obviously be started. I agree. For Why two, would you be starting Fitzmagic?
1: If if someone out there still thinks that Josh Rosen is the answer for an NFL team, they're bugging. I how can you say that, man? You're bugging. How can you say that? You'd bugging. you'd want your team to take a chance on Josh Rosen. My team at this
0: point? has Sam Darnold, so no. I mean,
1: if say you're like the Bengals. Yes. Instead yes. of drafting quarterback,
0: you'd rather trade for Josh Rosen. I mean, if you don't have the opportunity to draft one, I would rather have Josh Rosen than Andy Dalton. I would rather have Josh. Look, Josh Rosen didn't has not had yeah, a fair shake. Josh I don't, Rosen's gonna lose every game. I, you're gonna get a first overall pick. I don't know who. Yeah. I don't know who Josh Rosen is. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. He had he has the worst offensive line in football two years in a row and no weapons.
1: Yeah.
0: You can't argue that. You can't argue that. All right, but with that rant being said, now, Preston Williams. Preston. Your boy Can I wipe the leaves on your ficus tree, Preston?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Come on, you have to know where that's from. Um with the ugly
0: with the yes. ugly girl, yes. Preston. The, I, the where is it from? <laughs> She's a maid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's that from? Again? It's Mr. D's. Bro. Yeah, yeah, there it is. <laughs> Preston. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, then they have the the sock guy as the child. I remember now. Yeah. Um I like feet, I don't know why. <laughs> all right, but for real Spoiler alert Dolphins at Bills I mean, you're going to start Preston Williams no. against the Bills? Look, Preston Williams and Devontae Parker, I think, rest of season All of a sudden have a little bit of potential And Albert Wilson's back A very schmittle bit But against the Bills I'm not starting any
1: Dolphins this week unless I absolutely have to No, I'm not defense. starting any Dolphins either Yeah, The Bills' defense is real and it's coming off a bye With an extra week to prepare No, thank you Yeah I
0: literally just pass on all of them What about Kenyon Drake?
1: I would not be interested in any of them. Either. This is an
0: easy one. Sit your Dolphins, start your Bills, because I love the Bills this week. I think Josh Allen is one of the best starts of the week in terms of that. Josh Allen has a really, really, really great schedule coming up. If yes. you have a chance to acquire or pick up Josh Allen, if you have not already, um, please do so. Same um, with Samuel spoke Darnold. about him and Sam Darnold on our patron-only waiver pod. That's right. Coming up, his, his upcoming schedule, Miami... Philly, who, by the way, remember, Philly sucks against everyone not named uh, Falk. Washington at Cleveland at Miami. So three straight games at home coming off a bye, and then at Cleveland who sucked, and then at Miami again. That is one of the best upcoming schedules that you could have for a quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty solid.
0: Yeah, got to love Josh Allen this week. I have him at three. I'll probably have him up there, too, when I put out my rankings tomorrow. You have him at three? What's not to like? He's Holy moly. I have
1: him at eight. He's going to rush in a touchdown. Gotta he? like. Go ahead. Go ahead. You prefer Josh Allen to Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan? No, I have, him over, I have him behind Lamar and Watson. You prefer him to Mahomes? As I said in the first episode. And Matt Ryan? As I said in the first episode. These are. I'm trying to be accurate with these rankings. Why don't you put your mouth where your mouth is? I am.
0: That's from Scooby Doo. Uh, you guys are have Yo guys Honestly If I haven't told you this already Michael has the Everyone most
1: knows,
0: man You say it all the time. memory of useless information Knowledge Ever In Everybody his brain Everybody else knows The most useless Nonsense It goes through this kid's brains On a 24 hour basis It's not nonsense It's useless And it's nonsense It's Frank Gore It's useless Nope I'm not useless I'm <laughs> useless you're, you're useless See You're useless Again. That's some Courage Cowardly Dog. More you useless (laughs) shit. Is Frank Gore Uh, Schmelevent? Not with Devin Singletary back. Devin Singletary, full full go in practice this week. I love me some Devin Singletary this week. I think he comes back with a bang. Shout out to the Bills for actually letting their young running back heal properly. Facts. And
1: not rushing him back. I think you're tripping a little though, Tim. I like Devin Singletary. This is a rookie running back. What yeah. makes you think? With that being said, he hasn't played in a while, so I think that they they are doing they did it on purpose. I have Gore and Singletary at twenty-seven and thirty-two, respectively. I think they both definitely have some flex appeal, but Gore more so than Singletary. But they're both super interesting against Miami.
0: When Singletary was in, it was Singletary over Gore. No, wasn't. No, it? no Gore was in term, to work. Singletary was In terms was just of fantasy production, right? In terms of production. But
1: Singletary was doing it on such limited snaps. He was just super, super impactful.
0: I feel like Devin Singletary is one of those guys that's going to have a chance to win some leagues in the upcoming future. I sure hope so. I, I think I think he's going to be one of those guys that everyone's trying to acquire in a couple weeks. I don't think that's out of the realm of
1: possibilities.
0: Um, let's go over to the um, wide receiver situation. Um, John Brown on the outside. you got to like him this week, right? LeBron Against Miami,
1: off a bye, John Brown should be back to find. He's underwhelmed for weeks now. I think he finally has that game that you're like, yes, I started John Brown.
0: It it it, it has been a little weird as someone who's getting arrested out there. Uh, it it has been a little weird though that um John Brown was anointed as oh yeah, that's that's the guy that we all knew he was. After like week two, and he hasn't really been the same since. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think he's been overhyped since then. But I'm still, I'm firing him up as a wide receiver two this week. As a wide receiver three, I'd be super happy. I think it's about time he gets back into uh, has another has a solid game. He's if,
0: been he's been moderately just average. If you have John Brown, it's a very simple it's a very simple like formula. When he's in plus matchups, you play him. If he's not, you don't.
1: He played New England and Tennessee his last two games. Put up five sixty nine and five seventy five. He has a solid floor.
0: Those are two tough matchups. I mean, in PPR fine, but in half PPR, I don't want to start that. That is half. At nine and ten points. Five for seventy five. Uh, that that's okay. Five or two for three. Sure. All right, fine. All right, fine. You win. Um, I think I I think I'd be willing to start Michael Beasley in this one too. Michael Beasley. I'm, <laughs> Definitely, he's like six nine. He can jump. <laughs> nah, the Cole Beasley. I'd be. I'd be willing to start Cole Beasley. Yikes. As a flex, he's he's someone with a low,
1: high floor, low ceiling. Like you if you want, about Cole Beasley. If you want eight be... to twelve points, go go ahead and put Cole Beasley in your lineup. No Jason one should just, ever start Cole Beasley. I disagree. Jason with likes that. Duke Williams, right? Well, how do you feel about Duke Williams? I'd rather three? start Duke Williams. He came off the practice. You'd part. rather start Duke Williams than Cole Beasley. So crazy. Yeah. What the fuck is Cole Beasley? <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. Beasley's going to catch a few passes. Duke Williams came off the practice yeah, That's
0: what wide receivers do, Jason. Four
1: targets, four receptions, a touchdown. They trade Zay Jones' ass off to Oakland. They obviously think they got something in this guy. Led the CFL in yards last
0: year. So you know what? Give me a shot on that guy. You're talking about your John Brown production? Three weeks in a row, Cole Beasley 10.3, 10.8, 11. Ugh. Against yeah. New England. Yeah,
1: but John Brown has touchdown slash long ball potential. So he'll take the nine as a consolation.
0: 13 Cole targets, Beasley, 10 targets.
1: Exactly. 13 targets, he's putting up nine points. 11. I'm out of here with
0: that. Seven receptions for 75 yards, which is better than the five receptions for 75 yards that you just said is good. But Cole Beasley will never catch a 50-yard touchdown. Who? I, I hope he catches a 50-yard touchdown on your ass. I'm oh, going to get up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh at you. Because we're watching... We're watching football together this this we week. Are, we are. Jason brought up
1: the practice squad. You guys peep. The Panthers signed Greg Dorsch off the Jets
0: practice squad. Damn, he was a fan favorite. Yeah, Greg he was. Um, what about Dawson Knox? How do you guys feel about him? And Jason, you mentioned him when you weren't supposed to before. So go ahead. This hey, is your time, Jason. This is your time.
1: Uh, I think he's an interesting name. Um, potentially a streamer if you lost Will Disley. I have him at thirteen, as compared to nineteen for the rest of the uh, Fantasy Pros people. Last four games, 4 4 targets. And, of course, that's not a great amount. But if you're looking for some production at the tight end and you see five (laughs) targets against Miami, you could do worse. He has a touchdown on the season. Uh, He's a decent yak guy. You could tell he's a very athletic tight end. I'm okay with throwing throwing him a bone I here. I agree. The Dolphins have been below average against tight ends. So who haven't they been below average against? I'm okay with him as a streaming option this week. Just know that there's a low floor. There's a low floor in this world. What? I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right, let's go on to our next matchup here. The Chargers at the Titans in the Go Chargers go. This is I feel like this is would be the name of the teams in like the the Olympus. Um, league back in like the, the Greek God days and like in, like thousand one thousand Chargers and Titans. Tr- the Chargers versus the Titans. Halftime
1: show Packers Brown. Versus the <laughs> Zeus Thunder.
0: Alright, so uh the Ry- Ryan Tannehill is named the starter for the Titans. Uh something that the Twins called way early on. The Twins have actually yeah. Ryan Tannehill in their overall season rankings, ranked uh somewhere on there?
1: That's a good question. Let me check. Uh, yeah, but he where he was on there because we knew this point would come
0: Yeah, you guys knew this point would come. So, Ryan Tannehill named the starter. Does this give you any hope um, for these outside options like A.J. Brown and your guys' favorite? Yep, I had Tannehill court?
1: ranked 31st, Mariota 32nd. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he <coughs> Called did the Daniel it. Also Jones. Also had Daniel Jones over Derek Carr,
0: baby. <laughs> uh, that one might actually come to fruition. Oh, no. it absolutely may.
1: Yeah, that's hilarious. That's great. Uh, so,
0: yeah. What's the deal? I just farted. Okay. Yeah, that was a, that was a that was a fart. That was a fart sigh right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, What what did you ask about again? Now I'm like, does it? <laughs> what are the? Does this give some signs of life to the Tennessee oh, right. outside wide receivers? Look,
1: you have to at least embrace the QB change. Like you have to at least take it for what it is and say there's at least a little bit of new life. Even if it's just a glimmer of hope, it's that's a bigger glimmer of hope than there was with Marcus Mariota. Exactly. We're so, going from certain nothingness to potential somethingness. So, I mean, I don't like any of those guys this week against the Chargers because the Chargers have still been above average against the QB and wide receivers so far this season. Despite all the injuries, they have struggled more so against running backs and tight ends this season. It's just yeah i'm not starting them this week it's just ryan Tannehill. let's see how he does this week and if Corey davis is free and you want to add him i'm not going to blame you um he's been dropped in a lot of leagues so or aj brown if you guys want to stash them at the end of your bench and uh see if see if they improve this week ryan Tannehill, i'm all for it yeah it's a shot you can take um Probably not going to come to anything, but you can give it a shot.
0: What about Marlon Humphreys? We did see Ryan Tannehill make Jarvis Landry. Adam Humphreys. Adam Humphreys, sorry. Yeah, that's a little more interesting. Let's Yeah, because we saw him make Char- – uh, why did I say Charlie Humphreys again? Albert we, Wilson. We saw him make Albert Wilson Jarvis into Wilson, a fantasy yeah. volleyball player. We saw him make uh, Jarvis Landry into a fantasy viable player. Now, this is also definitely in a different scheme, an Adam Gay scheme, where we also see Jameson Crowder getting crazy work right now. So – do you think Adam Humphreys all of a sudden becomes viable? I think it's definitely a name to
1: monitor, just as someone who will be like a Jameson Carter light uh, because Adam Ryan Tannehill has thrown the slot receivers a lot in the past. But the whole scheme thing is an important point. So someone to watch list. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm with you there. Just uh, definitely someone to watch list because in PPR leagues, I'd scoop him now if I had a free spot. Uh, he's definitely a more more viable PPR option compared to standard and half PPR.
0: Um, what about Delaney Walker, the old man in The Walker?
1: <laughs> that was The Walker, Walker by Fitz and the Tantrums. Okay. That's how I feel about Delaney Walker. I was going to say, you're not going to say anything now? You're just going to s- whistle for us? He's, <laughs> he's a smooth whistler. That's how I feel about him. No, look. Him and... Greg Olson just aged considerably from week <laughs> one to week seven. I mean, that's what happens when you're 35. Yeah, and it's true. he showed some signs of life last week against Denver, going three for 43 after back-to-back weeks of one reception. But it's tough, man. The, the Chargers have been a solid matchup for tight ends this year. Not great, not bad. With the tight end landscape as it is with the buys, I have him as my tight end 12 this week, but... It just seems like he doesn't really have much of a ceiling anymore, especially because Ryan Tannehill never really threw to tight ends
0: either in his time in Miami. I mean, that's true. Um, What about the backfield? This is a Los Angeles Chargers team that has been completely smoked on the ground numerous times. Uh, Derek Henry has not been great so far but has been all right. Um Is this the game where he breaks through?
1: The Chargers have struggled the most against the running back of all uh, position players fantasy-wise. We saw what James Conner was able to do last week and Benny Snell. Derrick Henry, man, he's coming off of a few games where he just really hasn't strung together great performances. I think now is the perfect time for him to bounce back. Last week against Denver was just a complete mess offensively in a good matchup for Henry. My hope here is that he bounces back, but ever since week one, when he put up 28 points, he hasn't surpassed 16 half PPR fantasy points. He's been between 11 and 16 every week uh, prior to last week where only put up four against Denver. It's tough because he, does, he doesn't ever role in the passing game, so he needs the rushing yards and the touchdowns to come. I'd like him this week in a good matchup against L.A., who's just completely struggling and decimated by injuries. I don't see the game getting away from Tennessee, so Derrick Henry should remain a big part of the offense all the way through. So I think he does have a solid
0: chance of bouncing back this week. I like, I like me some Derek Henry this week. What do you think, Jason?
1: He has five touchdowns and six games. He's basically a guarantee to find the end zone. Um, especially considering he didn't find it last week. You think you, can, you figure he'll find it at least at one point this week. So that makes him a solid RB one too. Uh, his efficiency has not been there. Uh, but the Titans are not going
0: away from him. So,
1: it doesn't really matter. Tannehill could help Henry
0: too if he's able to keep drives alive better than Mariota was. Mariota—that's true. You're also not going to start Tannehill yet. Let's not get let's not get crazy. Yeah. Um, let's go over to the Los Angeles Chargers side. Man, the Chargers have been one of the more disappointing teams in the league, mostly because their uh, offensive line situation is so dreadful. Um, something that I said was probably going to be a problem coming into the, the the year, and you have a running back that was doing great for you. Um, that running back now is being replaced by another running back, and according to Number fire, Melvin Gordon has a success rate of just twenty percent on just twenty percent of his runs this season so far. That's second worst in the NFL. Seems high, um, right? To Gio Bernard, who is the worst. Uh, so no. you take us, you take that, and you look at the rest of this offense, and yes. Uh, Mike Williams has seen a few more targets and yes, Hunter Henry found the end zone twice, but Keenan Allen has been almost non-existent in terms of fantasy. Um, Austin Eckler after being one of the best running backs in the league for the most part for the most part all year. Um, he's ranked the third running back on PFF right now. Um, they replace him with a guy who's been holding out for five weeks. Looks like he's rusty as hell. Um, and their whole offense is paying the price for it and the only thing that they're talking about in the media with their sound bites is we need to get Melvin Gordon the ball more and it just doesn't make any sense to me it's absolutely a travesty like look obviously
1: all their struggles can't be pinpointed to Melvin Gordon right like it's not it's not like he came on the field and everything else fell apart but this offense has been considerably worse with Melvin Gordon on the field compared to when Austin Eckler was the main running back weeks one through four and yeah it doesn't seem like it's going to change anytime soon i have them at 20 and 21 back to back this week <clears throat> a little lower than melgo now than expert consensus rankings a little higher on eckler because last week was a mess um i expect the Chargers' offense to at least bounce back a little bit and they're going to need to do that with their running backs and tight ends because they've been locked down against wide receivers this year at tennessee They've struggled mostly against the tight end, which is why I like Hunter Henry a lot this week against Tennessee, coming off that huge performance last week. So I think they can are both decent RB two options here. See if they could get it going, but it's it's a bleak outlook for the offense at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean it's hard to it's hard to disagree with that.
1: Michael, are you starting Melgo or Eckler? I have them back to back. Um I have them back to back as well. One to one, I'd probably start Eckler, even though I've been one to one. I do expect well. Melgo to get the opportunity, though. More opportunity. I don't know, man. I think right now in this Chargers offense, it's either going to be catch a pass as a running back or do nothing. That's really what it's looked like. Even Eckler, when he was performing well, yeah. the yards per carry wasn't there too much. Yeah. So I'd rather have the guy who I think is going to catch passes, but both I have his
0: back end RB2s. Um,. Anyone else in this game? You want to talk about? What about Philip Rivers? Like he's he's fallen out of the streaming conversation for me personally. Especially
1: against Tennessee, that's a good defense. Yeah, so yeah. I, I expected him so. to bounce back. Last week, he saved his day with those two late touchdowns to Hunter Henry. He ended with a respectable 17 or so fantasy points. But this week, I didn't like him last
0: week. This week, I'm uh, I'm I'm steering clear of him. All right, let's move on to our next game. The Ravens at the Seahawks on over under 49 and a half uh, minus three and a half are the Seahawks. It's interesting because this is, was once a, a matchup of killer defenses. And now it's a matchup of killer offenses. Um, the Ravens at the Seahawks, two quarterbacks that have been fantastic so far this week. I mean, this year and. Um, Obviously the quarterbacks are the story in this one So let's start with the quarterbacks on the Ravens side Um, A big game, again, for Lamar Jackson on the ground Another 160 yards on the ground for him It's just kind of unbelievable how good he's been So with that being said, what is the situation?
1: Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson combined over-under 52
0: fantasy points
1: Under-slightly
0: I'm going to go over just because Michael said it under.
1: I mean, that's all I got to say, right? This game is going to be unbelievable for fantasy scoring. Lamar Jackson's lowest output besides 14 against Pittsburgh has been 21. So he's been 21. And then Russell Wilson since week one, his lowest output, well, if you don't count Arizona, is 24. Yeah, this is another good matchup for Russell Wilson to be able to do Russell Wilson things because Seattle is likely not going to blow out Baltimore. So I love them both. They're both high on QB1s this week. It should be a fun game to watch. I also love Chris Carson. I had him as my third overall running back last week, much higher than expert consensus, and he made me proud. I have him at three again this week against Baltimore. The dude is just an animal, and he's getting a ridiculous amount of work. So uh, if you have Chris Carson, you're super happy about it because he's been a beast, and he had four receptions last week against Cleveland, too, which was second-highest total
0: of the year so yeah sign me up with chris carson i love me some chris carson too against the ravens defense who hasn't been raveny uh so far this year so what I do you expect been functious we well, have not been rambunctious no what
1: chris carson uh has at least 17 points in the last three weeks so i concur with michael and yeah, chris yeah.
0: carson he's been getting involved in the passing game jerron brown had a big game last week um it'd be hard to expect jerron brown to have that same kind of week lat- uh, this week. But with that being said, what do you think about the pass catchers over there without Will Disley? Uh, I am once
1: again aboard Denarius Kenultimate Metcalf as a wide receiver three. What made you say Kenultimate? Canultimate? Yeah, De- Jiminy McCricket. <laughs> <laughs> Leave I the mean, name to Michael. T- 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 Jiminy McCricket. Come on, TJ Hawk. <laughs> Let me talk about DK Metcalf. Um the the targets aren't super high 4 3 and 5 in the last three games but he's put up 11 and 9 in two of those games. Because Throw King, Throw King, Russell Wilson, he doesn't need that many targets. He'll probably see more targets against Baltimore. It's going to be a game where it's going to be back and forth most likely. Uh I feel like it might be a no, it's going to be a high scoring game. So D-
0: DK Metcalf will perform. DK Metcalf 4 or 5 targets and 69 uh yards last game. Let me ask you a question. Will Disley was one of the most targeted players in the red zone. This is one of the most efficient teams in the red zone. Do you think DK Metcalf becomes the main um beneficiary of this injury of to Will Disley? It's a good question.
1: It's a very well a possibility. Uh there someone's going to have to catch ball and so and Jaron Brown did it last week. He's more he but he's more of a stash and hold. I wouldn't start him this week. But yeah, Metcalf could certainly become an interesting red zone piece if they decide to use him more there.
0: On the on the Ravens side, Mark Ingram, Lockett's gonna kill it. I oh, we haven't talked about Lockett where You're where we're
1: right. are gonna see a lot of targets. He's been good on a minimum amount of targets, but with the games where he's had, he had 14 targets against New Orleans and put up 27. If so. Marlon Humphrey's gonna shadow him, it might be a little a little more slim pickings for him though. We'll uh, see. It's
0: Russell Wilson and Lockett, man. They're That's the true. most perfect combo every year. Literally. Sure. Um on the other side, though, you have Mark Ingram, who's been an absolute stud, and there's no reason to think uh, he won't be a stud again.
1: <laughs> uh, Mark Ingram stud, has been stud, stud, solid, stud, yes, but stud. he's been... I mean, he's kind of slowly been coming more back down to earth. It's not like he's uh, crazy, man. this high-end RB1 guy. Like, he doesn't really catch passes. He's only surpassed two receptions twice, so he's, he's pretty touchdown-dependent here. I mean, he's... Thirteen but rushes he's been last finding week. He the end zone, and that's the thing. He gets like fifteen rush attempts a week, fifteen to seventeen touches. Unless he finds the end zone, he's not going to have a great week. So. I mean, he's passed fourteen points one time since week two. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, against Seattle in a high scoring game, he'll probably. I have him as a high end RB two, but the ceiling that seemed like it might be there after the first couple of weeks, I don't really see that being a case. He's it's just, all about the
0: touchdowns.
1: Yeah, it's all about the touchdowns yeah. for him.
0: Um, Hollywood Brown not practicing yet again, so he's probably not gonna play if I had to put my money on it. But if I had to put my money on it even further, I will say this, Michael, you said Mark Andrews is a is a stock down candidate, and guess what? He had ninety nine yards receiving and he's gonna have another I mean, Well the fact that Hollywood Brown one,
1: got hurt didn't really help.
0: It did help. Him
1: well, I'm saying help my cause. Oh. It's it's kind of flooding even more targets towards Mark Andrews. But yeah. Uh the wide receivers were an afterthought last game, really. It was a lot of uh, Mark Andrews and ground game for Lamar Jackson. Miles Boykin didn't do much. Sneed didn't do much. So I think it'll be more of the same. Lamar Jackson will run a lot, and Mark Andrews will be the main beneficiary and target, and he's a very, very solid tight end one this week.
0: And you're talking about a Seattle team that gives up the fourth most points uh, to tight ends in the league.
1: Mark Andrews, Luke Wilson, by the way, backup tight end for... Seattle. Ended up having three targets with Disley out last week.
0: And he's familiar with the system. Maybe someone to monitor, but he ain't no Disley, that's for sure. Let's move on to our next game, the Saints at the Bears. The triumphant comeback of one Mitchell Trubisky is on the horizon. MVP. Um, (laughs) MVP. And he will be facing a Saints defense that has been great. Uh, I embarrassingly picked up the Saints defense against the Bears. Um, because, yeah, they're coming off a bye week, so if Trubisky can't get it together this week, it's hard to imagine him getting it together ever. Um, 38 is the over-under there, so the lowest scoring output of the week is expected by Vegas in this game. With that being said, the let's go to the bear side. Mitchell Trubisky comes back. What does that do for the outside weapons?
1: You were just, like, taking shots at yourself. I was. Pretty funny.
0: Um, Allen Robinson here,
1: I think, is the only real, at least semi-solid option. You what about
0: Taylor choose? Gabriel?
1: I'm not taking Taylor Gabriel. I don't nah. want anything to do with Anthony Miller. Nah. Like you said, Mitch Trubisky's coming back from an injury. He hasn't played in weeks. I know he's had time to recover and a bye week, but this guy was already inaccurate enough. If there's rust, it'll just, it won't be great, honestly. So Allen Robinson, he just he gets the targets. He's a locked and loaded wide receiver three every week. We've been over this. His he doesn't go over 14 half PPR fantasy points. He finally did against Oakland and now people think he's like this stud it's just gonna be more of the same for Allen Robinson you know it's gonna be it's five to eight receptions 60 to 80 yards you know against Lattimore is gonna be a difficult task for him you know but (laughs) it's true though he's the only guy that I I'd really want to use from this game David Montgomery is getting the work and he's just doing absolutely nothing with it and the Saints have been very solid against the running backs um Above average against the running back so far this season. So it's it's not like David Montgomery is someone you really want to put in your RB2 spot. I don't, I don't even really like him that much as a flex option this week, if I'm being quite honest with you. So it's a little tough to trust anyone this week on Chicago.
0: What about the Saints side? Uh, the Bears, obviously one of the best defenses in the league. Alvin Kamara dealing with a high ankle issue is what they're calling it. So Alvin Kamara obviously has not looked like the same guy that he's been accustomed and what fantasy players have been accustomed to seeing over the past few weeks. Um, with that being said, what's the deal? If Kamara has to
1: miss time, that means it's Latavius Murray alone in that backfield, which if you picked up Lat Murray last week and held on to him, you're going to get a RB2 this week. If, uh, it is Kamara Chicago, though. Yeah, but Chicago, their main... Achilles' heel this year has been against the uh, the running back. But it is Chicago. It is Latavius Murray. It is Teddy Bridgewater. That's why I said RB two. I feel like I feel like this is the Lat Murray's g- going to get fifteen to twenty touches though. Yeah, I feel like this is the perfect game where you you expect <laughs> a lot out of a replacement guy and then
0: you don't get much. I think with, without is. a
1: touchdown, it's going to be an ugly game
0: for Murray. I can see that. How do you guys feel about the outside? Well, just Michael Thomas, really. It's Michael Thomas. This is an away game, so you're not starting Ted Ginn, and you're not starting anyone else. No. So Michael Thomas. But, again, this is the Bears defense who has been known to shut down the star players on the other side. But, I mean, at this Akeem point. H- no Akeem Hicks, which is good news for the Saints running the attack. All in every game
1: except the game against Seattle, where Michael Thomas went 5 for 54, he caught a touchdown that week. He has not had less than eight receptions or 84 yards, excuse me, 89 yards in any game. So, 889 has been his baseline for five of the six games this season. Going to Chicago, Chicago does not have that single lockdown corner. They just have a very good unit. So, to block Michael Thomas, you kind of have to have that lockdown corner.
0: I want to see what, what kind of effect missing Akeem Hicks is going to have on this team because that is Certainly a giant help. loss. Yeah. So, That's an old pro right there.
1: I mean, I'm firing up Michael Thomas as always this week in Chicago.
0: All right, let's move on to our next game. The Eagles at the Cowboys on over-under of 49.5 in Vegas. I want to start on the Eagles side. I want to start with a guy you might not expect me to start with. Is it Dal- Sunday night? It is. Dallas Goddard has played at least 69% of the snaps Started in the last Goddard, three right. weeks. Um, this is good news for him, not so good news for Zach Ertz owners. You know He's seen 10% of his team's targets, and he's run the 21st most routes by any tight end in the league. So, when do we start considering Dallas Goddard a choice? I feel like this is a direct
1: result of the d injury. They've been so bad, like so limited offensively without d stretching the field that they kind of had to just start putting Goddard out there running routes all the time. And I feel like once d returns, he didn't practice again today. So... This week, again, isn't looking great for d So once d returns, I don't know how useful Dallas Goddard would be. But this week against Dallas, it wouldn't be super shocking to me if you could use Dallas Goddard in two uh, two tight end leagues. Even one tight end leagues if you're super desperate. But I wouldn't want to use Dallas Goddard because, Any, again, he is... in the fact that Dallas is playing Dallas. <coughs> oh, very interesting.
0: Dallas versus Dallas. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right, let's go to the actual we- weapons.
1: The actual tight ends, records. Uh, let's
0: yeah, let's talk about the actual tight ends, Eckert's. Uh, yikers. So far, right? I mean, he was <laughs> uh, he was on my on my stock down list this month. Most points in a half TPR game this year is fourteen.
1: His lowest is five. He's really just been average, McGee. Um, nine targets last week though, man. It's just I don't know what's really going on there. It just the. Him and Wentz were such a dynamic unit last season, and now they're just—it's not really connecting so far this season. Listen, to beat Dallas, they've been rough on offense. Miles Sanders has been their best wide receiver. They're below average against tight end. This—this this has to be the week where Ertz finds the end zone and has a—if he doesn't put up over 18 fantasy points, I'm gonna be disappointed. Just like it has to happen
0: at some point. 18 is a tall task, but well, it has to happen at some point. I'm with you. Uh, what about the other Eagles pass-catching options? Alshon Jeffrey came back. Ever since he's been back, he's been eh, he's been all right. I mean, he's Alshon Jeffrey, right? Yeah. He's always going to be all right. He's always going to
1: be a wide receiver, 2-3, averaging five seventy and a half and a half touchdown. It's basically what he does every week. Uh, he's catching a little more balls now, but you
0: throw him out there and you get what you get. Yeah. yeah. Cowboys secondary has not been special. Byron Jones coming off an injury has not been the same Byron Jones as last year. Yeah.
1: Uh the, the ninety two yard touchdown to Robbie Anderson from Darnold was against a not um Byron Jones. Uh, on the Monday hoop? episode I wasn't sure about that. So that that wasn't on Byron Jones. Uh, Byron Jones has still been solid, but yeah, Austron Jeffrey could get could get his uh could get his could get his do
0: thing, you know? Uh, Carson Wentz has been really Uh-oh. good. Um how do we feel about him in this game against the Cowboys secondary? Cowboys secondary I have him at eleven.
1: Um, he's been decent. He's been mostly getting over the twenty point hump barely and staying around that area. So I think he's been a classic back end QB one. I don't think that Dallas is a secondary that he they just got lit up by Sam Darnold the first time he's played healthy all year. So I'm I'm cool with Wentz as your starting quarterback. Um, I don't think it's, he's going to be a top end QB one. I have at QB nine. It's a solid matchup for him, but... not for like Dak Prescott. Matchup. Yeah. Huh? I prefer Dak. Yeah, I agree. I prefer Dak as well. Uh, this is... If Dak can't bounce back this week, I mean, that's no good.
0: Uh, let's go over it. Let's talk about bounce them. Bounce back. He put let's up 26 and 18 the last two let's weeks. Let's go over it to the Cowboys. Yeah, the Cow- Dak's I mean, been good. Green Bay was a lot of empty numbers. Yeah, but his numbers. A lot of empty
1: numbers. He says the guy All who right, owns man. Matt Ryan. Yeah, I was going to say, you're numbers shit about Matt Ryan. Still numbers, Still numbers I mean I don't know what to tell you Dak Prescott That The fact that the Cowboys are 3-3 three three Is absolutely hilarious in my opinion Like the rise and fall of the Dallas Cowboys Against the Teddy Bridgewater scenes Pretty nuts yeah Um, <clears throat> But against Philly Philly has One of the worst pass defenses in the league So it's now or never for Dak Prescott Even if Amari now Cooper or never. Stop saying that He's been mad good all year For fantasy at least I mean, he had one bad game against New Orleans. Fine. Well, even with Amari Cooper expected to be out, you got to expect that he has a solid game against the Philly pass defense. It's been that bad. Yes,
0: I agree. Uh, what about the running back, Ezekiel Elliott? He had a good game. He hasn't been having these great games, but he had an Ezekiel Elliott game finally.
1: Uh, his targets are starting to uptick. Saw seven against New Orleans, four against Green Bay, six against the Jets. I think that's going to happen again. Against Philadelphia, you got to beat them through the air. So I think he'll have a good game, um, passing more than rushing. We didn't talk about the Eagles' backfield. We skipped over Sanders and Howard. Take it away, folks. So let's talk about Sa- Sanders and Howard real quick. Um, I have Jordan Howard <coughs> at 31 and Miles Sanders at 33. you got to be a little excited about what you've seen through the air from Miles Sanders the last couple of weeks if you're a Sanders owner. Uh, four for 49 and then three for 86 through the air and a touchdown last week. 12-7, 8-17 his last four games, so he's starting to get into that Dale, the weekly flex low-end RB2 appeal territory here. If he could start getting more rushing work, he only had three rush attempts last week. That would help, but uh, Dallas is not great against pass-catching back, so Miles Sanders could have some sneaky value this week. If um, I were to give you odds, let's say plus 120. Would you take Sanders plus Howard over Elliott? No, no, plus one fifty. Well, I
0: mean, maybe because the the Philadelphia fifty. I consider it. the Philadelphia running defense has been fantastic, and their passing defense has been horrible.
1: I think Zeke's gonna have a good game through the air this week.
0: Through the air would be more likely than on the ground. Um, speaking of through the air, Amari Cooper did not practice today, um, which is very concerning. Legitimately questionable is what they're calling him. So they more than
1: likely out. I would say, do you think more From than the likely? reports I've seen that they're basically expecting him to be out? Yeah.
0: So it's gonna be a Michael, the Michael Gallup show. Right. Um, do you think Gallup has a big game in the absence of Time Cooper for him to Gallup on? I
1: just gotta say, like he's seen a lot of targets: seven, eight, 14, 7.
0: He looks like Soldier Boy.
1: <coughs> in two of those games, Soldier Boy up in he scored net. ten and seven. Oh. Like the expert consensus ranking has him at twelve right now. That means you're starting him over a lot of good people. It's against Philly, man, as the one Like, here. I get it. But I just can't do it. Everyone goes This has disappointment Philly. written all over it. You put him in your wide receiver 12, you're expecting Amari Cooper. He's not Amari Cooper. He's Michael Gallup. Like, I know he's going to be the wide receiver 1 against Philadelphia, but he's seeing targets every week. We've seen
0: what he does every week. I don't think it changes much. If anything, the defense pays more attention to him. Randall Cobb also doubtful for this game. So it'll be interesting to see because Tim's going to go back into the well of Devin Smith. I mean, against Philly, maybe. I'm firing up Jason Witten as a tight end one. Yep, Jason Witten's got to be considered a tight end one here. It's funny. The
1: demise of the Cowboys has perfectly intertwined with the rise of Jason Witten's usage. Like, he's (laughs) played more and more snaps as the Cowboys have gotten worse and
0: worse. Coincidence? I think not. not. Anyone else you want to talk about in this game? I think not. Arthega Whiteside... He struggled. Nelson Aguilar. I,
1: I had high hopes for Ortega Whiteside in the second half of the season. He's uh he's struggled.
0: No, no, no. The Stanford for All right. Means. No good. Let's get into this Monday night matchup.
1: <laughs> so Tim had a flan emergency. Um, Apparently the flan in his kitchen just exploded everywhere. Now he has to clean it up. Not actually what happened, but he had to run out for p- prior to the last game. Something you know did come he, up, though. He got most of it in. He did. Got to give the man a break. He got it, in. Go home. Enjoy a nice flan. We'll take it from here. I'd be hyped if someone was downstairs making flan right now. Honestly, yeah, right. Like, of all the things that could get Tim to leave, if he said, "Yo, I gotta go," my flan exploded. I'd be like, "You were making flan, say bro." Just make sure to bring some back. You were making flan, but yeah. Very exciting Monday night game, brother, man. Yo, that ass. You guys know we're Jets fans. I'm highly, I just highly. Said dead ass, so you know we're from New York. Highly, highly considering going to this game. Tickets are only roughly seventy dollars at I the could moment. Join you. Stupid school. I think I, I think I might. Anything in the... Uh, before we get to the players. The Adam Gase on the road. The Patriots meeting Adam Gase's team on the road. Narrative here. Yeah, they don't bode well, the Patriots, against Adam Gase on the road. I mean, not for nothing, I think the Jets have a good shot to win this game, man. The Patriots have played literally the one... Probably the easiest schedule of all time. If someone decided to figure out. I don't know how you'd figure that out, but I think it'd probably be the easiest schedule of all time. And they kind of struggled last week in the first half against the Giants. Yeah. Without their three best offensive weapons. And Darnold came back with a vengeance with a bang last week Dude, against Dallas. The expert consensus says the Jets defense at 26. I have him at 15. Yeah, you you like the Jets defense for some reason. Some For some reason. I just have a gut feeling, man. I, think, I mean, I'm a 15. I'm not saying him. I think they'll do something. But all right, let's get to the players. Tom Brady, I have a quarterback nine. Yeah, at this point, Tom Brady has been—he's been just great for Dude, fantasy. Just throwing up 20s across the board. Yeah, even last week where he kind of slacked, two rushing touchdowns got Unbe- him. Got him win. a great game. Yeah. So I mean so much for Sony Michelle with Brady and Bolden running it in. Yeah, I mean we tried don't say I didn't say I didn't warn you about Sony Michelle. T Swizzy. T Swizzy. So Tom Brady fire him up. Uh Michael, Sony Michelle. Uh Sony Michelle, I don't like Sony Michelle at all this week. Where do you have him ranked? I think the Jets defense keeps him out of the end zone, and uh that causes him to struggle a bit. I have him at twenty nine. Interesting. I have him at twenty one. I might end up moving him back. Like, this seemed like a good matchup on paper when Luke Falk was a quarterback. Yeah. I'm telling you guys, man. The Jets are a different team with Sam Darnold. I and their defense was not that bad. Yeah. Luke Falk really made it look worse. They had other defenses that would have pick sixes, yeah. fumbles. Jets' defense isn't they bad. They played very good against Dallas up until the fourth quarter last week. Yeah, that's, that's concerning because that's the same shit they pulled against Buffalo. Yeah. But they... Any word if C.J. Mosley's returning, I don't think he's... I don't think so. I don't, I don't know think what the so. fuck happened to that yeah, guy. But, but yeah, um, Sonny Michelle. I don't like his touchdown potential at all this week, and I just don't really see a big Sonny Michelle be coming. I like James White more as a... he's not falling in the end zone, what the fuck's he doing? As a low-end RB2 flex option, because James White just continues to put up those 10 points, and he seems to have big games against the Jets every time we play against him. All right, now that we're in... Week 7, and James White has, in half PPR, 11, 10, 10, 10, 9. Are you even bothering starting him? Like, do you want 10 points in your lineup? Or are you going to take if a you're shot in on a someone a bye week else? crunch, absolutely. All right, would you rather take a shot on James White? I mean, would you rather start James White and be safe or take a shot on Royce Freeman? Royce. Devin Singletary or James White? See, that's the thing. If I'm looking for upside, I'm going Singletary. It's interesting. It all it depends on your lineup as well. It does. If you know that the team against you is better than you, go go upside. Yeah, I agree. James White has one touchdown this week, this year, and that one touchdown came in a game where he had twenty nine yards. Yeah, I mean to the receivers though, Josh Gordon just continues to absolutely be abysmal from a fantasy standpoint. I know he got hurt last week, and that had a lot to do with his terrible game against Miami. But when he was on the field, he wasn't making much of an impact either. I don't know if he's going to play this week. <coughs> yeah, if he doesn't play, is Dorsett going to return? I like Dorsett's Dorsett's pra- this week. Yeah. Um, keep an eye on our rankings for those guys because this is something to monitor as well. If you don't know, uh, we rank through Fantasy Pros, and we update the rankings basically nonstop throughout the whole week. Like, whenever That's we have free time, time, we'll open, open up our rankings, and we'll edit it, and... Uh, it edits right away. It edits. It uploads. like a one-minute difference. The widget changes. Yeah. With our changes. So make sure to keep an eye out on the rankings and any changes that are there. Because we do do this on Wednesday to get it out. You have you have a long a long time to hear this before Sunday, but things change. Yeah, I tend to change my rankings quite a bit between now and Sunday morning. But I like especially settings. with injuries. I think if, things if of Josh Gordon's out too. Who's he going to have as weapons? Edelman's a wide receiver one this week. Yeah, locked and loaded. Get Edelman in your lineups. And I like Dorsett. Uh, Besides that, Nikhil Harry's practicing, but who knows if he's even going to get on the field or if he's going to be able to make an impact. Jacoby Myers. I'm not trusting Jacoby Jacoby Myers. Myers. Even Sony Michelle saw a couple targets the last couple weeks. To the Jets. How do you feel about the Jets this week, bro? Their weapons. (laughs) The Patriots have not allowed even a top 24 running back yet. Le'Veon Bell breaks that mold Dude, this the, week. the Patriots, besides Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh in that disgusting week one, have played Miami, the Luke Falk Jets, Buffalo, Washington, and the Giants. Hilarious. Is their defense as good as they are? Is Stephon Gilmore the new coming? Darrell Revis. We don't know yet. Yeah. So I'm a little bit not as backed away by this. Sam Donald, I'm not starting this week. But Crowder, I like as a wide receiver three. I have him at 27. I think he's going to get catches. Yeah. He's going to be a big part of this offense if the Jets want to win. And Robbie Anderson is an upside wide receiver three. I got Crowder and Robbie at 30 and 31. I have 27 and 35. I think Robbie, all he needs to do, as we saw last week, catch a long one. And if he's off. um. Uh, Gilmore for a play or even if he just gets if he gets by Gilmore in one play speed kills that's all you need at home Monday night coming off a big win a healthy Darnold I kind of I kind of like the Jets offense here Le'Veon Belive is a low end RB1 last week didn't have a big game against against um, <clears throat> against Dallas but he's been a volume machine so far to start the season he did end up with 15 touches only one reception uh prior to this prior to the last game against Dallas he had seven, four, ten and six receptions. So I think that changes as well. So yeah, I'm not I'm not at all hesitant putting Le'Veon Bell into my lineup either. Same here. Unfortunate that Chris Herndon's probably not gonna play. Yeah, 'cause the the Patriots have actually struggled a bit against a tight end position, which Ryan Griffin caught a touchdown last week. Dart throw there. It's interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Anyone else? That's it. I think we're ready for our uh, Thrive 5. Thrive 5 time. Take it away. It's time for the Thrive Fantasy promo code. Broto, B-R-O-T-O. The name you love Thrive 5. Okay. Okay. You could have done worse. I could have done better. Let's start off with the guy who's back and healthy. Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. 82.5 rushing yards. Oof. Over 110, under 90. Which one are you taking? Against the Cardinals. Cardinals, right? Over what? 110 points. Under, you get 90 points. Just rushing is tough. This is what I'd probably avoid. Why would he start with this one? Fine, fine. We'll skip that one. (laughs) Kyler Murray, same game. 257.5 passing yards. Under, you get 105. Over, you get 95. I take the under and hope the rushing pans out. Not a bad idea. Uh, guys, with Thrive, look for the value. Yeah. Because it's very important. For example, Brandon Cooks, a touchdown, 125 points. All he has to do is catch a touchdown. Against Atlanta, that's interesting. He again in the end zone at some point, right? Sure. All right, but let's get back to the Thrive Five. <laughs> so, does the Kyler Murray one count? I'd put it under there. All right, so we're going under there. Julio Jones, five and a half receptions. Over 85, under 115, and I bet this was made before Ramsey came around. Interesting. I'd be okay with a the under A lot of here. points for an under. I'd be okay with the under Let's here. take the shot. Especially when guys like Hooper and Sanu are getting so many damn targets in True. Atlanta. Yeah. Josh Allen, one and a half passing touchdowns. Over 115 points. Under 85. He's playing Miami. You expect two passing touchdowns from Josh Allen? They can run the ball, but it's still Miami. The two passing touchdowns is tough. I, I'd be okay taking a chance on the over, but I don't love it. I like the points, man. You got to attack the points. Jacoby Brissett not throwing an interception. Over 75. Under 125. I did this with Marcus Mariota a couple of weeks ago, and it landed. So if he doesn't throw an interception, you got 125 points. You play safe. Who doesn't do, play, do, who who play again? I, I'm okay with I that. I like that, too. Yeah. One more? Yep. One more. There's one, there's one, there's oh, this one's an easy one, I think. 105 and a half total yards for Leonard Fournette. Over 90 under 110. Over for sure. Over 100%. Yeah, sometimes you got to take the gimme. Yeah. Fournette's going to go over 100 yards. That's all, folks. There That's you all, go, folks. Um shout out Thrive Fantasy, please if you have put in the promo code Broto, but you forgot to deposit. I'm telling you. It's easier to win than FanDuel and DraftKings. All three of the brothers have won already. We've seen patrons win just by looking at the leaderboard, because now we know their usernames because they use the same usernames for Discord. It's not the it's it's fun too. It gives you something to root for besides fantasy. It is. Uh and they have five and twenty five dollar entries, so you don't gotta go crazy. And then Red Cup News, Red Cup whatever college um, we'll be there on Instagram. And then, of course, patreon.com slash fantasy if you want to show us some love. Take a quick second to say thank you to all of the listeners out there who join and don't join. Uh, we appreciate all of you. But we just reached 50 patrons, which is an awesome milestone for us. Uh, can't thank you enough. I I know I, I sound a little monotone right now, but that's because we've been recording for a while. We... I... I it's so awesome that we have 50 patrons. Um, you guys are awesome. All of you listeners are awesome. Let's see what else we got. Twitter, Brodo Fantasy, Instagram, Brodo Fantasy, YouTube, Brodo Fantasy. Uh, you might see some of this on YouTube, uh, this week's podcast. If the not, you'll part. see some clips on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, or both. Not mutually exclusive. Let not us know if you think we should go live more often. Yes. Um, that's a good point. We went live. Uh for the beginning of this episode. Yeah, the, the first half hour. The I first think. 20 minutes or so. Um, let us know if you enjoyed that. Uh, we will do that more if it's something people liked. I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Later. Later.